This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. The answer. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key in your AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7. 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage of an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. This segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners. If you have not joined San Diego County Gun Owners yet, we're coming to your house tonight. (laughs) <laughs> it's just that simple. Ten silly dollars. It's not going to kill you. And if you want to help keep your Second Amendment rights alive and well and the ability to own and carry a gun or even keep a gun, whether you're a gun enthusiast or not, we don't really care. We want to keep our rights free for you and I. San Diego County Gun Owners, sdcgo.org, sdcgo.org. And we got, hey, they took your title off. The blogger, somebody took Joe it the blogger. Yeah. Well, lots of stuff. Gone. I had it on there, but that's okay. Joe Jermisi's <laughs> here. Lance goes on vacation. Everything falls apart. I know he is the blogger for San Diego County Gun Owners, and now he is a a world famous blogger. He's got he's going to be published in a book in the whole nine yards. That's but right. Besides, paid professional. Besides all those accolades, <laughs> what's your topic today, my friend? Oh, just exactly that. We'll talk about the blog a little bit. Um, I was, uh, you know. For uh, someone to be uh, creative enough to come up with really great ideas and write really great articles weekly is is challenging. You know, <laughs> not, not everybody can do that. Yeah. And uh, so I was, uh, you know, after doing this for a while, I think we're up to, uh, we're getting close to 100 articles, actually. I think wow. I've got, I think this, we're up to 97 or something now. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, what to write here this past week, because I got, got tripped up a little bit between the holidays and other stuff. So I'm getting back into my rhythm. Um, but I was doing one of the uh, one of our CCW workshops at Poway Weapons and Gear last week, and we had like forty five people show up there. Mm. And uh, we do them there twice a month, and we we do what seven or eight now around the county. Yeah, each around month. the county. Yep. And uh, and that number is growing. I know there's several other places that are interested in having uh, us do those things. And as I was talking to these people, and I'm thinking about you know there were forty five people in there very average looking people and they look just like all of us here and uh, getting into this, this whole taking on this whole CCW thing, there's a tremendous amount of stuff that you have to learn and figure out. And you know, the gun part of it's actually the easy part, figuring out all the rest of it, the, the laws, uh, figuring out something uh, like the carry insurance, like us law shield, figuring out holsters, gun belts, clothing, and, and all the stuff that goes along with it. And I started thinking when I was doing it, you know, there was a pretty good learning curve when I first started it. And 
I probably read a lot more and look at a lot more things and do a lot more than, than the average person does. There's, you know, there's, there's me at one extreme or people that do the kind of stuff I do. There's uh, people at the other extreme that say are going to get this concealed carry and, and carry the gun four times a year when they go to their brother-in-law's house in the sketchy neighborhood or something. Hmm. And then there's everybody else that's probably somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. And figuring out how to do all this stuff is challenging. I mean, where do you go? Where do you go to look? So what I thought I would do is uh, I decided to start a new a series of articles. And what I'm going to have is uh, I'm going to call the series the CCW Lifestyle Series. And I do an article every week. So I'm thinking probably once or twice a month, it'll be one of these CCW uh, Lifestyle articles. And I want to start off and just talk about practical stuff and, and give people some some good starting points. Uh, like we're going to start, I'm going to publish the first one tomorrow, actually on holsters. Give them something to think about. And well, yeah, replace the start. Where do you look? You know, if you don't, if you're not involved with this stuff and you're just, you know, okay, I want to get my concealed carry. I'm, I'm feeling, I want to get it for personal protection and all that, but you're not really hardcore in the guns or anything yet. <laughs> um, you know, where, where do you start looking at what kind of holsters, you know, cause there's, there's and inside. How many holsters are there available out there? There's quite a few holsters available, <laughs> like but thousands of different styles. And well, and shape and the one that's right for you. And like we were talking about this before, you know, something that's perfect for me would be a disaster for you. You know, right. holsters are very personal kind of things, but there's different things that influence it the style the way you're going to carry there's inside the waistband there's outside the waistband there's cross jaw draw there's uh, appendix carry uh the old-fashioned no no i shouldn't, shouldn't say old-fashioned uh the one that the tv cops always have the shoulder holsters oh yeah my favorite you know there's there's lots of different ones and then you know construction do you go with a soft kind of synthetic holster you go with a Ky with a kydex holster there's hybrids that are leather and kydex you put uh, rhinestone on your holster. Like, yeah like i'm moving up to now with I, the whole leather holsters see, see, see. <laughs> so what i thought i'd do is write about that kind of stuff and um just show people okay these are the different options these are some of the considerations for each one kind of generally speaking the good things bad things or good things and less good things mm -hmm. and um things that you need to consider and then some places to look these are some companies that you know that do inside the waistband or not not so much like that but more more breaking it up into the uh the soft holsters like the belly bands the sticky holsters things like that the kydex holsters more like the alien gear type things um the like with crossbreed does where you have the you have a piece of leather and then the kydex is, is mounted to the leather so it's kind of a hybrid mm -hmm. and then the more the full leather holsters uh like from right leather works or uh simply rugged or bianchi those kinds of things so um i thought i'd do the series like that i'm gonna start off with holsters tomorrow and um i know i, I just was brainstorming i've got like a dozen of them on deck here so uh the thing with gun belts remember uh michael you discovered the gun belt changed my life and uh yeah because again you wouldn't think about it you'd think okay the holster i've got a nice leather belt i'll use that yeah and it'll work but you you swap that out for a a belt that's designed to carry the weight of a gun and to really stand up to that and it feels completely different it's, yeah. it's a much different experience i did i had a really thick uh leather belt and i thought well this is this is cats me this out. is it this has got to be it and then joe introduced me to a line of belts uh there's a couple different lines that uh have a steel core so there's a little piece of steel that runs down the so center. it doesn't bend or flop over exactly Interesting. And it, seriously, I mean, it, life changing. <laughs> like, everything's yeah. different now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot. And, you know, like I was, I was saying before, guns are a lot more fun if, if you take them out and shoot them and do things with them. 
And there's a kind of a collector aspect of this too. Uh, you know, when you get into guns, you're, you're always looking, you know, at the next one, mm-hmm. you, know, you see something in a magazine. It's, the only thing that limits me, I think, is I live in California. So most of the things I, I see that I want, I can't get, <laughs> yeah. but, um, For now. but again, the, the collecting part of it is fun. And the whole, we were talking about this before the holster part is just, it's just fun to try out different things. And when you get into the leather stuff where you get different kind of tooling and the different colors and things, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good part of the, um, the hobby and, and it has a serious part too, with the, the personal protection and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we can look forward, I think, to a, a good series of articles that might be helpful for people. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And there's a whole, you know, Laura's actually uh, about to uh, start uh, carrying, and, and, and everything you just described is all different for women, too. I was just going to say, because a woman's you know, body is built totally different than a man's body. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and so, consequently, one belt doesn't fit all is the old saying no and again there's different styles of carry that women prefer you'll see a lot of women uh, carry appendix Mm. and um better than keeping it in your purse and yeah and and there's there's arguments again back and forth these are things that you have to consider when you get into it and it's nice to see what what people say what do the professionals say what do trainers say Mm. there's people that argue that you should really carry on body because it's too there's too much of a downside to carrying off body. Yeah, it's, it's convenient to throw it in the purse, sure, but sure. now your your purse is kind of a target. You got to remember to keep an eye on it. If it's comfortable because you've got the right accessories to make it comfortable, then it eliminates that off body. Well, exactly, and that's one of the qualities of a holster. A holster's got to do a couple of things, mm-hmm. but one of those things is it needs to be comfortable. And uh, again, they they vary. You know, generally speaking, something outside the waistband is is going to be a little more comfortable than inside. Mm-hmm. But I've got inside the waistband holsters that I don't I don't even feel them anymore when they're on when right. I'm wearing them. So it just everybody's different. You got to find the one that fits you. You got to find the proper spot on your body to carry the thing because some people will carry on their on their belt at, right. at the three o'clock position. Some people it's a more comfortable at four, some people five, Everybody's some different. people appendix. Yeah. So it's uh, but there's a lot out there to learn and hopefully uh, we'll be able to write a series of articles to help people uh, at least start to learn that stuff. All right. So folks go to sdcgo.org. You can read uh, all of uh, Joe's uh, blogs and trust me, you'll be educated out of each and every one. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio. AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system. Keeps your entire AR collection intact and a price you can afford. Cali Key. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. All right. Normally, folks, uh, U.S. Law Shields calls in, but I don't think we have anybody on the line, do we? Uh, no. 
So with that being said... Well, you know, we've done a lot of talking. Of course, we talked a little bit about Virginia, and we've talked a lot about CCWs, and we were just talking about uh, carrying. And uh, a lot of this, uh, something that's related that doesn't get nearly enough coverage is the pistol roster in California. And uh, it's amazing. When I talk to people that are maybe outside of the, the, the Second Amendment world, especially candidates, and I explain to them what's going on with the pistol roster, uh, it, it's, they don't believe me. You know, It's such a bizarre situation that they really uh, don't believe me. And I, I tell them, like, well, here's the deal. You know, It started off under uh, Governor Schwarzenegger. They said, hey, we just want to do a safety check on pistols before they're sold in California like they do with cars and most other products. And that all sounded great. Okay, fine. Um, but one of the things, and it was like a drop test and, you know, some other safety, you know, let's check the metal and the springs and make sure it's all manufactured properly and, you know, of high quality. That's all fine. But one of the things they they wanted is they wanted a stamp, the firing pin to stamp a serial number under the casing. And then the casing gets ejected from the chamber and then they find the serial number and um, they say, oh, here's the gun. That's where it came from. And that sounds fine, except that technology doesn't exist so they said all right well as soon as the technology exists um then that's going to be a requirement as well uh attorney general kamala harris came in and said yep let's let's enact it and all the gun manufacturers said all right great where's the technology and it doesn't exist so what's been happening joe what's been happening to the supply of pistols in california well again as as you like to say it's a a de facto gun ban is what it amounts to because uh what happens is every year um guns drop off of that roster so the gun only the guns on the roster can be sold in gun shops it can, can be sold retail and what happens is every year uh, manufacturers decide that they're not going to keep making the older style guns that were grandfathered in and so guns fall off of that list every year uh, for instance we lost 67 guns i think in in uh 2019 and it varies. Some years we'll lose 150, 200 guns. Some years it's uh, 20 or 30 guns. But the list gets smaller and smaller. The list of guns that are legally, um, or to be able to be sold in stores legally in California. And eventually what's going to happen is we're going to be, you'll go into a gun shop and there will be a, a uh, rack of revolvers and uh, probably Gen 3 Glocks because they seem yeah. to be uh, staying on there. And um you know that's again it's it's a it's a gun ban and it's a way of of impeding um or infringing i guess is a good word for it uh but it's a way of keeping people from exercising their second amendment rights and actually owning firearms and we get those kinds of things michael explained you know how that came to be but the broader reason is because people are are disengaged uh, citizens don't pay attention to what their government's doing what's going on and these things get slipped in there and, and it's a really dangerous thing. You can see what's going on in Virginia right now. And, you know, to take that to a, a greater extreme, a lot of times the, uh, the gun control people will cite um, England or Australia or New Zealand, places like that where they've banned guns. But just to take, um, to take uh, Great Britain as an example, and there they've actually, in, in that country, they've gotten away from the actual right to self-defense. And it's been argued there that you don't have the right, you know, let alone using a firearm, you don't have the right to defend yourself there. You're supposed to uh, call for help, run, do something like that. And there's there's documented cases of, of judges lecturing people like that. There was a um, an example, there was a man named Tony Martin uh, a few years ago who was a farmer. 
and uh, he had a 300 acre farm out in a fairly remote area. And uh, his house had been burglarized a number of times and it happened again. And when a burglar came in, he shot the burglar. Martin was sentenced to life in prison for shooting the burglar. And he actually, in fact, spent four years in prison. They finally got him out. But his life was destroyed after that. He lost his farm. He was bankrupt. He was uh, continuously threatened and um, threatened and harassed by friends and relatives of the burglar that he shot. Mm, and geez. again, what happens in those countries, because, I mean, our rights essentially evolved from what, what was in England when people came over to this country. And that's what every, all of our stuff was based on. And they've gotten to the point where citizens have actually lost what's a basic human right to defend yourself and your property. And uh, again, it's because people just don't pay attention. You don't see what the government's doing and they're, they, you know, bit by bit, they accomplish that stuff. Yeah. For the most part, handguns in California are uh, all 50. The models are all 15 years old, basically at least 15 years old. It is. Well, we're saying a Glock is up to what? Gen 5 Gen now? Five and all Gen 3 is what yeah. you can buy here. Yeah. the Really, the only reason Generation 3 Glocks exist is for the California market. Um, so they continue to sell Glocks. Mm. Now, none of this applies to law enforcement, by the way. If you're a police officer, right. you can buy any gun, whether it's safe or not. Well, and again, and that's why that's why people need to pay attention to what's going on. The way they pass a lot of these laws is they exempt law enforcement. Yeah. So now they won't get any protest from the from the police unions or anything like that. And and it kind of shows that you know what a fallacy we have here because you're telling me the gun is not safe, so we can't sell it in the stores. Yet you'll let police officers use an unsafe gun. Is that what you're saying? Well, and even more twisted is if you're a police officer and you buy a gun that is quote unquote uh, unsafe, it's not on the safe handgun roster, uh, you can turn around and sell it to a civilian. It, it, that's not illegal. There's no, there's no law against that. Now, in uh, a lot of police officers, it basically created a black market is, is in effect mm -hmm. what, it, what it did. And a lot of police officers were selling these things, you know, by the dozens. Now, they, they were selling them to, you know, legal, you know, law abiding citizens, folks that you know, they went through the background check, they went through the 10-day 10 10 wait period. Um, but what eventually happened is it was determined that, hey, if you're selling more than five a year, then you're a dealer. And if you're dealing without a license, that's illegal. Um, but the idea that there's a law that requires a tool to have a piece uh, of technology that doesn't exist and therefore is unsafe, but police officers can buy it. And then they can sell it, you know, and but they can't do it too often. I, the whole thing is absolutely ludicrous. Um, and and when you, I found that when I explain that to people who, uh, you know, aren't for or against, they're kind of in the middle, and they kind of go, well, "I don't understand." You know, aren't we just trying to keep guns away from, you know, crazy people and terrorists? Well, yeah, you know, but that's not what we're talking about here. This law doesn't keep guns away from crazy people and terrorists. It keeps guns away from law-abiding, sane-trained citizens. You know, and when you explain like, hey, here's what's going on here, you know, it's not even a gun issue anymore. It turns into a, uh, you know, an issue of uh, of commerce. It turns into an issue of common sense. And um, it's it's got to be the next issue that we're vocal about. Well, see, and that's a good point too. the the because one of the things that we do with San Diego County gun owners is the education aspect of it. And that's, you know, a lot of what I try to do when I'm writing these articles and what we try to do when we talk to people and have these meetings is is try to get people information about this stuff because if you think about it if you're not a gun owner 
and you didn't grow up in a family, say with firearms around where you had parents or relatives or friends or whatever, you know, hunting or shooting, all the stuff that you learn about guns uh, or all the stuff that people, people tend to know about guns, they pick up in the media, they see on television, they see in movies and it's, it's not right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and a lot of times it's intentionally wrong. Mm-hmm. And so people that want to make good decisions, they, they don't cause they don't have the right information. So the education part is really important. So if you, now, I, you know, I carry a Glock 19, which is, uh, a lot of these days is considered too big. <laughs> you know, back in the day, a Glock 17 is what you carried. Uh, you know, if you're a cop and if you needed to conceal it, you got a Glock 19, but now they're even smaller and even more compact. But the, here's the, here's the the practical problem, the practical issue with this law is we're finally getting uh, people uh, who can get a CCWs in San Diego. They can finally defend themselves outside of the home. We're well, getting a lot of women who tend to have smaller hands, so they tend to need different types of firearms. Uh, I can carry a Glock 19. My wife can't. She can't carry a Glock 19 concealed. It's it's simply too big for her. So what are her options? Well, there's a Glock 26, still a little bulky. There's a shield, you know. There's uh, uh, there's a uh, Sig has a little little uh, uh, subcompact, um, but you're really they're like a handful of guns, you know. And if if you look across all the manufacturers and all the different models and everything, there are hundreds of options out there. Except in California. She's got maybe a handful. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, you're not going to get them in California because California doesn't want you to carry. Well, and that's exactly right. And yeah. and women are, I think, the the fastest growing segment of the concealed carry uh, growth or, or stuff that's happening around the country. Right. Well, doesn't that make really good sense? Yeah. I mean, they need well, to be protected. Yeah. And, and the manufacturers are responding to that. So like Michael was saying, they're making guns that they're specifically designing with, with women in mind, a little bit thinner, a little bit smaller, yeah. easier to handle. And, I and think yet women we can't that, buy them out here. And I think women that stand up for their Second Amendment rights and gun ownership and concealed carry goes a lot farther than a guy. It's anyway, pretty hard to argue with a woman that weighs 110 pounds and lives in an area, has kids, and wants to protect herself, and she's single. I mean, how does a judge or, or a, an anti-gun person tell a person like that, well, uh, they can't do it, I don't think. I think in a lot of cases, but, you know, we have, what, th- we're up to, what, Joe, 3,600 people in San Diego? 3,508, I think, was uh, last month's tally. 3,508 so. people that have a CCW in San Diego, and once that becomes 103,000, you it'll know, be different. well, you got to think, like, all, all these people, and, and there's only a few models that they're able to, to yeah. carry, I mean, this is this is hopefully going to come to a head and we, I think we should start now. This should be a, a an issue moving forward that, mm-hmm. hey, this pistol roster doesn't make any sense. It is a de facto ban. It is stopping. It, you know, it is clearly uh, biased uh, against could, women. Could that ever go to the Supreme Court? Yeah, well, there is a court case going on right now. It's been stalled out, uh, which uh, is, in a way, uh, kind of a, a good um, kind of a good sign really? because uh, you can tell, you know, it's in the Ninth Circuit and you can tell they don't want to rule on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state's case, you know, when they sued California, the state said, hey, look, as long as you can have a firearm, then we're not infringing your on your right to keep him. Uh, and, and the plaintiff, their attorney, who's Alan Gura, he's the guy from Heller versus D.C., uh, he said that makes about as much sense as saying, hey, as long as you can buy one magazine, we're not violating your First Amendment right. Right. And I thought that was brilliant. That yeah, was brilliant. I always like that quote. That's a good way to yeah. phrase it. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio. 
you definitely want to hang out for Sam the Gunman, because I think his uncle has got him stumped. We're going to stump him. Right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you need to take a CCW class for San Diego? What, what in Arizona, Florida, or a multi-state CCW? Well, visit ccwusa.com. They offer small class sizes and expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month, two weekend classes, and one Friday. Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Private lessons are available as well. Check out their website for more details at ccwusa.com. Hey, have you folks been to AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon yet? They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild to wild. AO Sword Firearms store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or call them at 619-749-4867. Build, buy, or repair. Aosword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com, 619-749-4867. With that being said, David Chong's on the line. How you doing today, bud? I'm calling remote from Vegas. Nice. Ah, so what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, as long as what's going on is your money, I guess that's true. <laughs> You know, if your money's in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. You out there for SHOT um, Show? Absolutely. Tomorrow is the uh, the day at the range, the industry day at the range. We're going to get our hands on uh, the, the, the newest offerings from all the manufacturers, uh, get a little trigger time on some machine guns and suppressed guns. That'll be fun. Uh, Don't just a, 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 long, a long parade of uh, the latest and greatest handguns that we uh, cannot get in california yeah we were just talking about the pistol roster were you listening in i i heard you i literally stepped foot into my room five minutes ago but uh uh yeah i did hear you about the roster i i I relate it like this and bear with me um so this uh this week uh i'm going to be seeing all of the newest innovations on more accurate uh uh, more robust, easier to rack for a lady, um, easier to sight in for uh, folks with uh, older eyes as our as our sighting systems just gain in technology and we find new and better ways even to improve on the old three-dot sights. Um, safer guns uh, with uh, better drop safeties and even better uh, trigger interlocks and all the rest. You know, it, I, and we can't get those. It's just like, you think of... Uh, 1980s cars, Dave. Remember lap belts and no airbags? Oh, uh, yeah. Cut yeah, well, right well, now. Then we've got airbags and we've got crumple zones and we've got, uh, you know, passenger safe compartments and uh, multi zone airbags now and crash detectors. Uh, we got lane uh, drift uh, sensors. All these safety innovations in cars, because that's what we do as, as, as Americans. We keep on innovating better and better ways to, you know, make, make the mousetrap. And and the state of California 
it's like the state of California won't allow you to have airbags. They won't allow you to have uh, a, a, a reinforced frame in your passenger compartment well, you know, if that's applied to guns. You know, David, somebody made the analogy, like you were talking about cars. Uh, they were comparing what California looks like uh, in terms of handguns to what it looks like in Cuba, where they're driving around in old American cars from the 50s and the 60s because yeah. they can't get anything newer. No, and they got diesel right. engines from Russia and tractor suspension. That's all they got to keep mm. those things running. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's uh, like the state of California is requiring everybody to drive a Pinto. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yes, for we, safety. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, frankly, that is how, uh, that is how we uh, continue to have a thriving business, even though uh, California gun sales have been down. I know you, people look at the national numbers, and or like for this week, the Virginia numbers and gun sales are up 50%. That, that wasn't the case last year in California. Uh, all of my friends and co-opetition here in uh, Southern California, they, we saw a significant decrease in gun sales last year. And um, we, we lost another couple shops just last month, uh, closed business because uh, sales are slow and People are shopping online instead of at their local stores. Um, you know, yes, you save thirty-five dollars on that one gun, but then now you got to drive, you know, another ten miles to get to the next open store. Uh, as we lose our local FFLs, it's it's, a, it's hard to see. You got to support Shop your local, local FFL. I Amen. mean, you got to. It's all there is to it. Um, Plus, it's we, fun going into your store instead of doing it on the internet. Well, thank you very much. Um, the handgun roster, you know, does result in, so for people who want something special, uh, that is how we make some of our money. Uh, we will turn a, an on roster gun into the best possible thing it could be either through a new ignition group or a new trigger, uh, even tune the trigger they have. Uh, that doesn't just apply to handguns either. Uh, knowing I was going to be gone for shot show this week, uh, we, we really buckled down and got a lot of, uh, gunsmithing off the bench, uh, cut down a, uh, an old uh, Remington 700 uh, rifle barrel. The guy wanted something a lot more handy to shoot at the kind of ranges and the uh, types of game that he sees out here. So we took a 24 barrel, cut it down to 18 inch, and then fluted it, threaded it, uh, crowned it. And now he's got a handy little uh, kind of bolt-action scout rifle and a Remington 700. Oh, I bet that's cool. Did you uh, put it on the website? No, I will do, though. There you I, go. I, uh, and David was a good boy, and here I am talking about myself in the third person again. But uh, <laughs> after our conversation last week, I did create a new training section on our website. So people can go to aosword.com and at least get a, a nice sense of uh, the kind of uh, training programs and classes that we offer. That's cool. Uh, I'm glad you did that. I'm gonna, I am gonna. didn't know that. Yeah, I'll I'm going to check, gonna that check out. it out. Yeah. Hey, David, you along the lines... Of your, yeah. your training stuff. Uh, when we talked to you last week, you were talking about um, just kind of a little workshop on how to properly clean an AR. Is that a uh, yeah. is that like an hour or two thing that you do at your shop, or uh, how does that work? It is. It, it, you know, it, uh, we schedule it for 90 minutes. It ends up being about two hours be just because of questions and answers. Um, and, yeah, so we'll, it's, it's not just – it's really it, it, AR-101, and uh, it's not just, you know, a, a survey intro to it. It's really getting into your AR, understanding the parts, how they interrelate and operate. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll learn not from us telling you, but through your own insight of why quality is important on each part. And, uh, and then uh, once you've understood 
what all those parts do and what they're for and uh, how to clean and maintain them and how to identify where before it or when it's happening. Um, then we'll also give you just a little teaser on, okay, so now you've got a, a well-maintained, fully functional firearm. Here's how to shoulder it. Here's how to manipulate the gun. Here's how to perform um, a press check and a, and a reload using one of uh, California's compliant uh, uh, systems, whether that's a... Uh, um, uh, you know, a featureless rifle, which will let you drop magazines as God intended, or it's a, uh, you know, a magazine locked gun where you've got to open the action. Uh, people use their Cali keys and we can show them, um, how to do that. Uh, the only thing we want there is to make sure that people aren't building muscle memory, uh, uh, using their, what should be a semi-auto as a bolt gun. Well, I think you you may have picked up uh, two new students here because Michael and I were just talking about it over the break. So I think we're going to look you up when you get back and do that because one of my goals this year is to shoot my AR finally because uh, I find I, I do so much with the, the handguns that I don't ever get around to shooting the AR. And I just had it out the other day, and it's just uh, I, I have to figure this out. So when you get back, I think we're going to get a hold of you and uh, set private, that up. Private class. There you go. Yeah, would be great. Yeah, we'll we'll get you in there. It's a it it's a it's a very interesting platform because um, really more than more than any other popular platform I can think of, um, it has a there's a barrier to entry where if you if you haven't been taught how to properly run the gun, um, it's it's clumsy. But as soon as you get just a basic introduction, very easy, and of course that's why it was chosen for. Uh, uh, it's military role to be able to uh, introduce it and get a wide range of people uh, up and running very quickly on that gun. Um, yeah, once you've had a taste of it, just an introduction to how to run it, it very quickly build proficiency and you can it come, becomes second nature, very comfortable to to operate that fire. Yeah, it's it was made to turn eighteen year olds into marksmen. Yes, it yeah, was, and it did a great job. Absolutely, and if they can do it, you guys can. I could probably do it. I'm sure you can. Well, I, the, the the part that I'm really interested in is what we were talking about like how do you know when your gas rings are worn or when they need to be replaced or whatever. Yeah, that stuff's really important. Um, you know, you, you, the first I don't know ten years you have an AR, the first ten thousand rounds you don't even think about that stuff, but then you start thinking like, oh, geez, you know, so I, this stuff's got to wear out. You know, yeah, is so. there a is there like a service on an AR? You know, X amount of rounds. This is a service you need to uh, do for it yeah yeah so there's there's uh there's field service and then there's bench service and the field service you're going to check for where you're going to make sure that your o-rings are aligned properly you're going to look for gas escaping in places that it's supposed to uh not, not escape, escape. <laughs> yeah um you're going to do uh uh resistance tests make sure that the your bolt has the proper amount of uh, resistance when it's uh, placed on its face. These are all things we teach you in the class, and uh, uh, you'll learn how to do a function check. Yeah, I bet you end up, but if people take this class, they'll end up using the AR way more than they would if they haven't taken that class. Huh, Joe? Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that, that, again, if, if there is something that you are comfortable with and uh, you, you have confidence uh, yeah, you, you're going to reach for oh, that yeah. firearm more and, and pick it up. If you look at it, you know, you got a, let's say you've got a, uh, a, a, a manual and an, an automatic in your uh, driveway and you're just not very comfortable with manual, even though that's a better car, 
you're going to go get in your automatic every morning just because you're more comfortable with it. Right. Well, see, and that's exactly the issue with mine because with my AR, I've, I've had it for, I think, about two years now. It looks like it's brand new. Well, it I, I hardly is. shoot it. And, and the, the thing, it's exactly what you were saying. I'm, I don't shoot it a lot, so I'm not comfortable with it. So I don't shoot it. So then I don't get comfortable with it. And it just feeds on it. So it's I'm trying to break that cycle. This never year. ending cycle. All right. Hey, man. Anything, Joe? I mean, uh, Mike? All right, Joe or Dave. Nice talking to you as always. <laughs> Confusing we'll, here. Yeah, I know. I get y'all <laughs> all jumbled up. Next week, I'm going to have some exciting uh, report on all the shot show. Yeah, shot show for sure, boy. I tell you, maybe we might even give him another segment just because it's going to. He's going to have so much. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll be sure to have some uh, uh, pictures on the website so we can. There you go. Thing. All right, buddy. You guys take care. All right, aosword.com, aosword.com. Make sure you get out there and see the folks. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. I think we have a question for Sam. Yeah, we do. That man on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Guns Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapons laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford. Cali Key. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with a comprehensive self-defense coverage of an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does their coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. USLawShield.com. That's USLawShield.com. Hey, home mortgage interest rates have been dropping like crazy. And if you're looking to buy or refi, or maybe doing a reverse mortgage, call a local mortgage guy that can that you can trust. We trust Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for more than 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris at 619-722-1303 or go to primerez.com backslash alpine. And now, no further ado, we got Sam the Gunman. The one and only. How you doing, Sam? Um, well, I could be doing a little better. The Packers could be winning, but... Whatever. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. That's neither here nor there. They're yeah. falling apart. Well, um, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen the joke, but you know, uh, what was it I'd seen on Facebook? <laughs> it was because uh, of Danica Patrick. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is, is crashing. Where did he learn that from? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it had a picture of Danica Patrick. His, uh, I saw one with uh, the Allstate insurance saying, like, if only he had, he had Allstate instead of State Farm. There it is. All right, Sam the Gunman. Every week we have a segment called Stump My Nephew. Uh, Sam the Gunman is my nephew. 
and he is also extremely good at gun trivia. So uh, what we do is we get letters and and questions from uh, listeners. Uh, they if you if we use your question, we'll give you a T-shirt. If you stump my nephew, we'll include a hat, so you'll get a, a whole wardrobe from us. Ooh. Very stylish. Ah. So this comes from Yuri in Poway. Yuri wants to know, and this, this uh, Sam combines two of your passions, guns and aviation. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Sam's 20 years old, lives in uh, the beautiful state of Virginia, and uh, is also a uh, licensed pilot, right? That's correct. You've been, how long have you been flying now? Like 10 years? Um, yeah, most of my life. Yeah, it's amazing. So he wants to know, Yuri from Poway wants to know, he had a question about the Gryazov Shipunov. GSH-630, which is a rotary cannon, aircraft-mounted. Um, they mounted it back in nineteen in the 70s, basically. They, they mounted it on a MiG-27 flogger, uh, the uh, Soviet Union did. And uh, he wants to know what was uh, – it's a 30-millimeter Gatling gun, basically. He wants to know what was the big issue, what was the big problem – uh, when mounting it on a MiG twenty seven, what was what was the the problem with this with this gun that the Russians faced? Uh, I'm not I'm not intimately familiar with that specific example, but my I, I remember hearing something about this, reading something about this, and I, I believe it was either recoil or overheating. I can't remember which. It was recoil and overheating. <laughs> it was both of those things. Okay, well. <laughs> Basically, this is, if you're familiar with an A-10, what's an A-10? Tell everybody what an A-10 is, A-10 is Sam. Um, it's, they, they managed to build an airplane around a giant cannon, um, and it was designed specifically for shooting at T-72s. So T-72 would be a Russian tank. So yeah. A-10, so the, a MiG-27 predates an A-10 by what, 10 years? Like uh, I, I don't know the exact yeah. timeline. Something but. like that. Something like that. So they built this huge Gatling gun, the Russians did, and they put it on this MiG-27, um, and it was so rough and so uh, powerful that it would basically shake the plane apart. <laughs> so they had to toy with it and tinker with it and mount it in such a way and do all kinds of crazy Russian stuff to, to get that thing to work. You know, it's interesting. I can see the recoil part, but but the cooling part, you would think cooling would be okay because you're flying it however many hundreds of miles an hour there. You'd think air cooling would be uh, good for that. Well, they found that if you put it in an external pod, that that helped considerably. But when yeah, you're typically, typically the airflow at those high speeds is enough, but imagine the heat flux from a 30-millimeter cannon firing that fast. It'd be enormous. It would be, yeah, enormous. It'd be enormous. So I don't know if they ever actually, I, I was reading up on it a little bit after Yuri from Poway. Thank you for your question. Uh, and I was reading up on it. But I don't know if they ever even got that solved. So so listen, man, you're in Virginia. Tomorrow's the big, uh, the big uh, deal in uh, Richmond. They're going to have the big, uh, um, uh, what do you what do Rally. You, rally. There you go. Well, the big boogaloo. Hopefully it won't be the boogaloo. Hopefully it'll just be a rally. Yeah, I'm I'm sincerely hoping there won't be any any kind of violence or unrest, but you know we'll see. Are you going? Uh, yeah, I've, I've got the day off from school, so uh, I'm going to see if I can make it down there. 
You know, going to a rally to defend your civil rights and to speak out against your civil rights is probably uh, the best thing I can think of to do on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So what's the plan? Are you, are you going alone, or what are you doing? What do, what's the plan? Tell us what um, you're doing. I'm going to go with my mom, your sister, and uh, possibly my dad. I don't know if he's going to go or not. Excellent. And the idea is you show up and you know talk to some folks, or what? Uh, what are you What are you hoping to see, or what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, really, I'm I'm just going to be there to observe. I opted against making a sign because I don't want to have a big thing that I'm carrying that I figure that would just be a liability. I'm going to go carrying as little amount of stuff as possible, no backpack, nothing like that, so that I'm getting through the metal detectors more easily. Yeah, yeah they've got 17 sets of metal detectors there, at, uh, last I've heard. Um, and so the way it's looking, they're going to herd all several tens of thousands of us into an area about the size of two or three city blocks, all fenced off with one entrance and three exits all on the same corner. Any projections? Have you seen any estimates as far as how many people are coming? Um, it, it, the, good estimates are hard to come by. Yeah. But the, the from what I've seen, they're expecting upwards of 10,000. Some people are putting it at 50,000. I think that might be a little bit... Mm-hmm. extreme but again we'll see so you know a 20 year old uh his mom and dad going to this thing you know th- this is not a group of extremists here these are people mm-hmm. i mean you guys are a happy family a law-abiding family a close-knit family in the suburbs uh who value your rights you know it's that simple so you're yeah. saying hey i'm showing up i want to be heard and that's the case more often than not i think mm-hmm. with with groups of gun owners i know that was one of the surprising things with me when i got into it is that that how many people you see like that just families and, and typical normal people you know not at all what i was expecting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you you bring your do me a favor bring your phone bring your uh bring your notepad um, and, you know, do like what you did at the Second Amendment uh, uh, rally in Washington, D.C., which I think you, you did an outstanding job. And uh, do a little write-up for us and do a little report for us. Can you can you do that? Maybe take some pictures, a little bit of video? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll uh, try and be your eye on the street there as much as I can. And to everyone listening, uh, if, if you're not in California for, you know, for whatever reason, don't think it can't happen to you. Mm. Everyone in Virginia thought it couldn't happen here, but here we are in the span of about two or three months. We've gone from, oh, it can never happen here, to facing down a set of gun laws more restrictive than in any state in the union. They haven't passed yet, but there's a strong chance they will. Sure. So you might think, oh, well, I'll just move to Texas or New Mexico or whatever. I'm safe because I live in Arizona. No, you're not. It can happen there, and it will happen there. It's well, just a matter of time. Very well said. Well, I got to admit, watching uh, Virginia squirm with all these proposals, there's a little bit of schadenfreude. I um, mean, uh, you know, but uh, a very tiny bit. I really hope that you guys, uh, you know, work hard, get this taken care of. I hope that everything goes great tomorrow, especially since I have a family going. Yeah. Um, but uh, good luck. Thank you for. Uh, and be uh, safe. Yeah. Thank you for reporting. I appreciate it very much, Sam. Well, thank you. All right. Take care, buddy. Hey, good folks, night. we really want to thank all our sponsors, Firearms Legal Protection, and especially San Diego County Gun Owners, CCW USA. U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, Gatsky Dillon and Balance, LLP, The Gun Range San Diego, AO Sword Firearms, 
and for especially the last three weeks, Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, and Brendan Thomas, our board op. Yeah, we like you too, Lance, but you're just having way too much fun. Go to gunsportsradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. And folks, always be safe, take care of your family, and protect your Second Amendment rights by listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.